No, no, no. The terrorist attack happened right before we got to Turkey, and then right after we left Turkey, there was that coup. <laughs> Wait, that is insane. Yeah, I know. And we were, we didn't really we talked about it, but we were just like, oh, okay. Dude, we were we were in Georgia on our way to Turkey, so like they're neighboring countries. We were in Georgia when we read that there had been a a bomb yeah. went off in we the were airport. Totally see, yeah. Was that yeah. from Antalya? No. It was in uh, it was in Istanbul. No, no, no. Really? Oh, yeah, Jesus. because we went to that airport. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Well, that's even scarier. So anyway, a bomb went off. Um, oh, because a bomb after that in an, at another time went off in the airport of this city also, um, which is the capital. No. What's the capital? A- Ankara. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm just mixing up Antalya and Ankara. Never mind. Scratch all the pairs. That's fucking insane. And then there was a coup right after we left. We're like, la, la, la. We're in Istanbul <laughs> for a week. We're just hanging out along the countryside. We went through the whole country. And somehow our timing was impeccable. God was smiling down upon us. Yeah. Upon the Samiti. <laughs> God loves the Samiti. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay so <laughs> oh just that moment they handed us our ticket back <laughs> i couldn't even get you to look at it i was laughing so hard <laughs> do you want to explain this enough? uh should i can you I it's explain. kind of impossible to explain because it's just like what <laughs> Basically, Lily and I were in some Turkish town. We were trying to take a bus across the country. On the coast. The we're on the coast. On the coast, yeah. Black on the sea. northern coast. Yeah. And we gave, we were buying bus tickets. So they're like, let us see your passports. So they took our passports and they're like copying down our name and information <laughs> to give us tickets with our names <laughs> printed on them. <laughs> they hand them back to me and I, I'm tickets. looking at it. The tickets, yeah. I look, mind you, they had our passports right there. Looking at the tickets, mine says, Samiti, fear a man. And Lily says, oh, Oliver Samiti. <laughs> Wait, that is like literally the best story that ever it's existed. It's so ridiculous because, like, mine's at least like vaguely the same as my name, but yours, they literally just like, just we're not gonna type out capazola they're like they're like they're like okay smith smith freeman's gonna become Smitty. that's s-i-m-i-d-i Smitty, and then fear a man with an i like not like ee but just not like like not like dyslexic with freeman but just fear a man yeah with an i and then they got yeah like f-i-r-a man yeah. And then they yeah. got to Olivia and they're like, okay, first of all, Oliver. <laughs> first, of all, first of all, you're going to be Oliver. And then secondly, fuck Capazalo because I don't know what that is. Let's just give you the first name of this lady. You'll be submitting. <laughs> and now we understand what was happening at Ellis Island. <laughs> Basically, oh, yeah, if God. we had to live in Turkey, we would have lost our name. That whole day was just like a total wreck because then we missed the bus because we were buying snacks. Uh, yeah, no, no, we weren't. So we got the tickets, the Samiti tickets for them. 
We weren't just buying snacks. We were booking our next fucking Airbnb in some cafe on the second floor. Remember that? Okay. And then, but we were also buying snacks. Well, we were eating there because we had to eat there because we're us, and also we had to use the Wi-Fi. <laughs> but yeah, and then we just like get to the bus station, all happy go lucky, and the bus is gone because we were late. <laughs> By like 15 minutes because some random guy <gasps> in the bus station had said they're always late. So we just show up late. <laughs> so insane. We get there. We're like, oh, you must be late. They're like, it left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. And then that was also the same bus trip where they stopped us in the middle of the night and like some army guy or police got on and he comes up to you and he goes, are you a beach? And you were like, Ex- excuse me. Are you a beach? I don't. We. I still don't know what he was saying. He just wanted to like look at your passport. Are you a beach? And are you a beach? And that was the same one where I, the guy, like the guy who worked on the bus, because there like needed to be like a guy walking around, like just looking at people and like kind of yeah. and leering. He like yeah. gave me a lighter that had like a weed leaf on it. I was like, I mean, like the M Wait, it, carved weed leaf it, and like a hot did it, girl. Did it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a hot girl in a weed leaf and he was like here you go and then also there was like some unfortunate groping or just yeah some that was that was the real gropey situation well there was a guy who just like smacked my butt as i got into the bus but then he was i couldn't do anything because he <laughs> he had he stayed behind <laughs> Not as if you would have done anything anyway. Well, at least I would have been like, what the fuck? But I just was like, what? And I like just couldn't deal. Just got in the bus. And then the guy who gave me the lighter was also like paying too much attention. And at one point he, I was like, Please no, go he away. definitely when he woke one time I was laying on my side with like my butt towards the aisle and he definitely like touched my upper inner thigh when he tried to wake me up. Ew. I know it's so gross. <laughs> Wait, we we really got leered at a lot there. We had the like, whole nice pussy thing. Oh, my, oh my god, that's horrible. I hate that. I hate that. Yeah, we had some really fucked up things with men in Turkey. Clearly, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, the shoe guy was the fucking worst. I just like hate him so much. <laughs> and then we didn't want to, and then we paid him. That made yeah. us. <laughs> so fun. you know what like that is like one moment where i just want to go back in time what were we afraid of no we paid him before he said that he said nice pussy as he was walking away no <laughs> yeah yeah he did because we just both stood there like a gate we were like what no but i remember like us like wanting to like not pay him or maybe we just wanted to ask for the money back no I think that we paid him after. The whole thing was, we did, we didn't pay, we paid him before. The whole thing happened because you did a favor for him. Yeah, because he dropped his fucking brush as he was walking. Yeah. And then I was like, here you go. And he's like, let me shine your shoes because you picked up my brush. I wonder if that is all a scam. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) You mean the dropping the brush thing? Yeah. Yeah, but then he was like, $5, $5 or whatever, like not dollars. And then, but it was like the equivalent of $5. And we were just like, oh, well, we thought it was a favor. Oh. No, because we were, we were already feeling shitty that he'd like squeeze money out of us. And then he made the nice pussy. Oh, this. Uh, I don't even. 
I hate that he had to use that term also. I just hate it. I know. It's disgusting. It's also totally fucked up because, like, that just means he was just, like, shining our shoes and, like, looking at our vaginas the entire time. I mean, come on. To be fair, our vaginas were covered by, like, our, at least, at least, if not our dresses, like, our underwear. (laughs) I think that was the same day that I was wearing a thong and we (laughs) We went to the blue mosque and I was just like totally out. Oh my god. It's like one of the most holy places in all of Istanbul and my vagina is just on display. Yeah, because you were sitting with your back against something, with your knees up, wearing a dress yeah. and a thong. And people said something to you. They're like, please cover yeah. up your vagina. <laughs> A woman like kept motioning at me, and I was like, "What? What?" She had to like come over and like close push your my goddamn legs. legs. Yeah, yeah, I think I. It's like you're a five year old. I think I also was like Smith, Jesus. I well, see. you only realized after. But I honestly, really, with the shoe shining, like he didn't fucking see anything. That's bullshit. Like unless you were doing your like, it's just you were doing your mosque move. <laughs> like he just said that because he's like a fucking asshole and a creep. And then yeah. when he like no, yeah, when yeah, he yeah. like walked yeah. away, well, it was like the way he walked away was also gross. He was like laughing, yeah, laughing with his like stupid box and kind of like <laughs> scuttling. And he was this sort of like <laughs> round person, you know. He was like scuttle round. Yes, disgusting. <laughs> it's true. This is the meat of the podcast. <laughs> have you ever have you ever caught your have you ever caught your profile reflection in the mirror? Yeah. <laughs> This shit feel like I won't ever make it Traffic stacked up, I got to get off of this road on the gas, I swear to God, I'm in my zone Uh, we have to do the intro, right? Yeah. Get us, get us warmed up. Get those wheels lubricated. Yeah. Okay. So, um, from St. Petersburg. And Brooklyn. This is She's in Russia. I'm Lily. And I'm Smith. And I'm not in St. Petersburg. Wait, where are you, Lily? The great land of Limea. <laughs> Wait, are we actually going to do that the whole time? Isn't it kind of funny? <laughs> yeah, I guess. We'll see how long it lasts. Whatever. Fuck that. I don't care. I'm not scared of anyone anymore. <laughs> you know? That's I, I am a big, strong American. <laughs> they made me feel fearful, but I don't feel any fear. Do you, do you want to hear the dream I had about you? Which was like part of... I was like in a bad mood at you when I woke up. What a bitch. Yeah, fine. <laughs> um, we were in, I don't know, some house. Like, it kind of felt like we were in a different country. And Amber Rose was there. I don't know what she was doing there. And we, you, like, referenced you dating somebody. And, like, Amber Rose knew about it somehow. And I was like, oh. And I was, like, asking questions. And you were, like, kind of being cagey. And then Amber, <laughs> Amber Rose, like, alludes to the fact that he's 15. And I, like freaked out i i like yelled at you and then i ran into my room and like slammed the door and i was just like so angry and i could hear you outside like bitching about me basically like she's upset that he's 15 
Wait, so you had a dream that I'm mildly pedophilic, and then you were just like, <laughs> and you were like angry about it. Yeah, I was just like, that's so fucked up, and the fact that you knew it was fucked up because you weren't like telling me that he was 15. You were like trying to hide that fact. Clearly, because we joke about that a lot with like, because I have I have had some young but legally yeah. legally of age lovers. Um, well, that's not true, but yeah. It's, what do you mean? Who? I feel like there was definitely a 16-year-old in the mix at one point. Yeah, there was. There was. But I was young. <laughs> how old are you, Lily? I don't know. How old was I? Like 20? I th- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. We just made out. doesn't matter. This doesn't even count. Literally, people, like, basically make out with, like, their, like, siblings, so... Ew, what? (laughs) (laughs) This is not going down a good route for you. (laughs) That's not it. Okay, I don't know why I said it like that. Um, I didn't mean it. And it's not true. But I just meant it as (laughs) a way of expressing that that doesn't really It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like sleep with a 16-year-old. That's a different thing. Anyway, and I'm now older and wiser, and that was a long time ago. That was seven years ago. And I don't date teens anymore. <laughs> no, at least not right now. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how this goes. I think I was also irritated because Amber Rose was being there, like, being, like, pro-slut, and that somehow was, like, tied into the fact that it was, like, okay for you to date a 15-year-old. Oh, she was like, it's okay. Sluts are yeah, cool. Yeah, <laughs> Even if they are also breaking the law, you should be able to be a slut with whatever age you want. There's gonna that's gonna like start happening. There's gonna be like age freedom movements or some bullshit, you know? Yeah, I don't know. It's confusing though because those things the are anti PC. Tight- yeah, yeah. But those right. are getting more tightened down. They are. So. They are. But then you'll get the backlash. Yeah, you'll get the backlash, but the, it's confusing because then the whole like alt right section they of the, the internet pedophiles. is like hate pedophiles which somebody still needs to explain to me i really don't understand yeah they just hate them they just can't they like they they do a lot of other fucked up shit but don't touch the children why where did that come from like why are you so like zeroed in on that i guess the children they've they've all been diddled as kids (laughs) diddled that's a fucked up word i love that word (laughs) i just realized that you just told me a dream which you hate yeah, when I, I do. I know, I do. So tell me what you want to know about Lyme. <sighs> Did you go to the beach? Yes. This episode, to be clear, is just us talking because we, <laughs> we put a shit ton of effort into like all our research ones and then always the most popular episodes are just the ones where we're talking. So. Yeah, but this one Here actually... you go, you dumb fucker. Yeah, but don't... In this one, you're actually going to get some information because I have... Um, I've been like basically a traveling sponge for the past few days and so I've absorbed like quite a bit of quite a few stories that I'll try to at least like not necessarily stories that have like you know I don't know well like anecdotes but like information so you're gonna learn something lady all right ready to learn learn not just gonna shoot the shit with you (laughs) god gotta have a all right so chew the fat I mean I think that you're, I did go to the beach. I think I should just start telling you about the city and you can just ask me questions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but though today I spent a day not in the city. I went to a plateau and rode on a horse. 
Wait, Horse so plateau. what is that though? Is that like a tourist attraction or you yes. know somebody there? No, okay. much tourists. Yeah. Um, Wait, so why do you stay on the plateau though? Well, you go all the way up to this plateau that like has a bunch that has like a few sort of touristy things to do on it. It's like really high up on top of a mountain right outside of you take a bus from Yalta. So you take a bus to Yalta, Yalta, the famous city. Um, I haven't, I didn't get to go down into Yalta yet. Like we, the bus like arrives at the you top. You mean Yalta? Yalta. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Yalta Limea. Um, so yeah. So I mean, I don't know. Like today was today was really cool. I just like spent the entire day getting up to the top of this mountain where there's a huge plateau. What's on top of the plateau? Is it grass? It's this rocky, it's really beautiful, like rocky fields with like these sort of, um, there's trees. It's not a whole, it's not a whole sort of step situation. There's trees, there's like these low kind of pine needly bushes that I've been seeing around here. Yeah, lots of like wild mountain flowers. It's really pretty. Oh, nice. Can I ask Pasha a question? Is that going to ruin everything? No. Posh, Posh, Pasha. I'm assuming you're asking if the people with the horses are Crimean Tatars. Yeah, good job. Sarith is actually basically fluent in Russian. <laughs> well, I can hear you go Tatare. So <laughs> what else should we ask you about? <laughs> Tatare. <laughs> so, yeah, so basically... Um, and what's the answer? Yes, they are. So the people, okay. so the people okay. who like are running the sort of like, at least the horse tourism part and a bunch of the other little activities are Crimean Tatars. And the thing is that in this plateau, um, you, you arrive at the top and there's a big building where there's a funicular that goes down so there's like a build like this like so it was built in the soviet era but it's this sort of like it looks like a wedge of cheese building that has um <laughs> it could just be a wedge it doesn't need to be a wedge of cheese all wedges are cheese you don't know that god <laughs> what a dumb dumb okay so basically the point is you used to you would arrive you take a bus from yalta all the way up the mountain which takes for fucking ever and the bus driver, like, stops a few places because they charge you, like, a lot of money, for, at least, like, compared to other bus rides because it's, like, like a sightseeing bus. But they don't, okay. they don't say anything. They just stop and they're like, all right, 10 minutes, waterfall, go. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go and you're like, okay. And they're like, all right, now, like, this is... Who are, you- who are the most of the other people on the bus? Are they mostly all Russians? Yeah, or Ukrainians, but I'll get into that. It's hard to tell right now, but... Okay. Yeah. And you then you keep... I mean, he the bus driver speaking Russian, and then you keep going up the mountain, you stop at another place, this is on the way to the plateau, and you stop, and they're like, all right, so, uh, pond with turtles, 10 minutes, take pictures, come back. (laughs) Okay. So we just, like, go along on this, like, ridiculous, like, non-tour. At one point, he's like, I can't even stop here, but I'm going to drive slowly. Beautiful view. (laughs) (laughs) So we get to the plateau, there's this, like, wedge building, and... A basically like a restaurant and not much else happening like a parking lot we see that like <clears throat> you can climb up further sort of up like <clears throat> like a cliff mountainy thing that the plateau like 
the plateau has like a hill side, sort of. And I mean, that's a steep hill. It's like hiking. And at the top of that, <laughs> there's two attractions. There's a like bridge that, you know, like one of those like walk across a precipice, but you're all strapped in or something. And you're on like a rope bridge. You know, they do those in like the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a ropes course. Yeah, but it's a very, it's just a, the bridge part. And people pay money to get strapped in and then walk across this bridge, which goes from the edge of the plateau to like a, another rock that's sticking out. And it is like really high up and scary. Okay. Fun. And then people also pay a thousand rubles once you get to the very top of that hill to zip line down it, oh. which is cool, but we didn't do that because a thousand rubles and long line. And then, like, we went back down and, 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 and rode the horses for a little bit, and that was really fun and pretty. Um, Did they, like, let you go off, or they, like, lead you around? Well, they let us go because we said we could, we were fine, but it was, like, a little, like, 10-year-old boy leading us. That's, Pasha said oh. his name, and I already forgot it again. And he, he was funny, because he was just, like, like, the horse, okay, my horse, ah, I was a little upset because she was missing, like, a shoe or something was wrong with her. I could see that her something was not great with her like left front foot and so she was just like not happy to go on the rock so I was trying to like let her go on like the softer parts of the path but anyway sometimes mm-hmm. she'd be like just hit her would you like to go and I was like no um I didn't um but yeah she wasn't yeah, doing well like any horses that are used in tourist attractions probably kind of a bleak life yeah except for that it it's at least it's like a it's not like a city it's a beautiful space and they like you know they can eat grass and stuff I mean I mean I couldn't not mention I was like her foot is not looking good and he was like yeah yeah, we're gonna fix her shoe today I'm like all right yeah right okay Uh, were they like (laughs) this is gonna sound ignorant were they like traditional dress no no they're actually wearing uh like anyone who like worked with the horses who was leading a horse is wearing one of those like neon vests, you know? Like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like traffic vests. Wait, but do they look do they look different though? Yes. Like okay. I don't know. Darker skinned. And a little bit Asian or no? Like more Asian in the sense of Middle Eastern, not like Asian. Okay. Yeah, because other Tatars can look more Asian, but Crimean Tatars, at least the people that I just look, saw like looked Turkish more Turkish or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, I was going to say one more thing. about. Oh, one really cool thing about the horses was that there were a bunch of babies. So there were a bunch of horses with saddles, and then there were a bunch of, like, foals and stuff. And they were completely free. And they were just, like, running around. And, uh-huh. like, they would, like, follow their moms when their moms were, had people on them and just would follow them. Or sometimes they, like, wouldn't notice that their mom had left, and then they would, like, neigh and, like, run after them. And they're like, oh, uh-huh. no! And they'd, like, find them up. And I didn't even know I had a baby, my horse. And I, like came I came back and one of the babies like perked up as we like were on our way when once we arrived back at the whatever place where we'd started and the guy and the little boy who was like leading us was like I was like oh yeah that's her baby and and uh, and it was really cute and she came over or he I don't know and started drinking milk from the teats horse teeth so anyway so yeah I mean it's it's rough but at least the babies are free and at least it's like beautiful and not like a city stable you know yeah, that. yeah. I want to tell you about the city that I'm in, and it's called... Hey, don't say its name, though. No, no, don't say its name. Fine. So I'm in, a, I'm in a little seaside town, resort town, and I have some insight into 
what it was like before, you know, because I'm with a local. So it's not just me being like, oh, this is interesting. And, you know, when we go to a new place and we're like, wow, this is how it is now. I have a little bit more um, in depth. So that's what I wanted to want to tell you about. Okay. So basically this little city um, has, do we call them sanatoria, sanatoriums? Yeah. So you have an idea of what that is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like a health place, like the seaside health thing. Yes. Yes. And this is a place with two of them. I spent the day at one of them. And it's actually like a military sanatorium in the Soviet era, at least. It was only like open to actual officers and not just any old officers, but like really high ranking -ranking officers. It has like a, has a sort of botanical garden feel with the buildings have a sort of like Greek-esque architecture, which is temples or like temple-like buildings that were built in the 70s. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, but these aren't built in the 70s, or are they? Pretty sure this is built earlier. But it's not, it's it's not, not ancient. real Greek. No, yeah. no, no. It's <laughs> not ancient. Funnily enough, it's just called Crimea. <laughs> A lot of stuff here just says Crimea on it, which is also funny. Like, it doesn't say, like, the specific name of the place, you know? So, yeah, actually, the answer is yes, because this... I don't even know what question I asked. <laughs> the question you said was, wait... But is this classical stuff built in the 70s? Oh, and basically, okay. because this sanatorium opened in 1962. Oh, all right, right. Yeah. And it's, apparently it's like modeled after this big botanical gardens in a town nearby. So it has like really beautiful different kinds of trees and, you know, like ponds. and. Wait, and so now it's just a straight up military base. But at the time no, it was no, a no. sanatorium. No, no, no. It was a sanatorium. It's not a military base. It's still a sanatorium. It was just in the Soviet era, like, it was a sanatorium that was only for the military. I see. And the public has always been allowed on the territory because it has, like, a beach um, and it has other, whatever, I don't know, like, a boardwalk and, like, it has um, a cafeteria. And the public was allowed to go in if they, like, paid a small amount of money and allowed to go in and use the beach and everything, but they don't, like, live in it, you know? We, uh, just a quick question about setting. Like, what does it feel most similar to? Does it feel like you're in Russia? Or it feels like maybe you're in, like, Italy or something. Definitely doesn't feel like Italy because it has... Yeah, I mean, it feels kind of Russian or, like, Soviet. It feels Soviet. So it has, like, these apartment buildings, tall-ish apartment buildings, and some sort of, like, that, like, brick facade that is, like, kind of falling apart. Like, a little bit, like... Khrushchev-looking Khrushchev buildings, but they're not Khrushchev-key. Okay. Oh, oh, the other thing is that the little town is, like, on a hillside leading down to the sea. So when you need to get down to this, everything's on a hill, and there's, like, a set of, I counted, 219 steps that go down, and they're, like, these concrete steps that are kind of also kind of falling apart right now through little sort of playgrounds and stuff, and then you come... You go through, like, an alleyway that's selling, you know, like, beachy things, like, that those strips that are always near, like, beaches. Yeah. Kind of like a boardwalk, but it's not a boardwalk. It's still, like, a hill down. And then you get to the beach, which is a rock beach. Pebbles. Small enough pebbles to lay uncomfortably or no? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. yeah, to lay uncomfortably, but, like, with a towel. But the, like, Sanatorium's Beach is, like, nicer. It's still, still rock, but it's nicer. And, and the whole sort of, like, park area is really nice. But the thing is that it's like the way it looks now is is really different from the way it looked under Ukraine, as they say. There's basically like these big periods that there's like the Soviet era, 
which is for the town and the sanatorium, which is kind of like a, maybe like, well, one of the heydays. Then there's the 90s, which was a really, like, not good time, which is not true everywhere in Russia, but it's kind of like what we've been seeing. I mean, that's kind of like a pattern everywhere, so it's like not that surprising. And then there's like the 2000s when it's, when it's Ukrainian, and that's another, like, good time for the city. And then there's now, or like since the annexation, and that's a good or a bad <laughs> or a bad time. And now, now, not good. But there's just like there's like some trade trade offs that are happening. So like we're walking through this territory, this like sanatorium, and we had to we had to pay to get in a little bit. But that was like there before. Though if you're like a local, you can go in free, or at least you could under under Ukraine, as they say. It's this thing where like every time we like sort of hit against something annoying, it's like ah, that's like a Russian thing. <laughs> or something like that so we like go we walk all the way down the 219 steps go to the gate to get into the sanatorium and they're like oh we need your passports and uh, we're like what wait really yeah do they ask for everybody's passport or they just heard your accent no no i didn't even speak no accent no so we go all the way back up the 219 steps uh. <laughs> come back do the password anyway then we get in and we're walking through and it, like it's still beautiful there like there's greek-esque columned buildings and the trees are really beautiful and everything but you can see it's like a little bit dilapidated and like there's fountains that are empty you know and yeah. there's a whole area that used to be like a i couldn't tell but i was told it was a um, petting zoo that had like you know ponds or it was small petting zoo it had like little you know bird, like small animals were you gonna say birds? Be honest. Yes. What's wrong with that? Me too. What birds can you pet at a petting zoo? Maybe it was just a zoo. I don't know. You could pet a duck. I think. No, you cannot pet a duck. You're too I think calm. the only bird you can pet is like an ostrich or an emu. Okay, then not a petting zoo, like a looking zoo. But that's all overgrown. Like all so th- like there's these little parts of it that really do look abandoned and kind of dilapidated. Like there's a whole sports area with like tennis courts that's all like closed off right now. But presumably that did all this dilapidation take place since 2014? Is that the assumption here? I mean, maybe not. Maybe not that. But but yeah, like the overgrown zoo and the fountains. Yes, in the past few years. And oh, and this is the other thing. So Russia comes in and establishes various I don't know what you call them like consumer retail laws so it used to be that like the entire seaside front including within the within the sanatorium was just like people selling stuff it was Crimean Tatars and other people locals selling food selling you know like whatever like an open market kind of thing Mm -hmm. and you know, they just had that, like, bustly feeling. So there still is that strip that I explained outside of the sanatorium where people are selling, like, beach shit and whatever. But it's, like, small and not very appealing. But this was, like, food and, like, open stuff that's, like, always there and always happening. And that's all gone. Just gone. Zero. That's all, like, not allowed anymore. So basically okay. you, like, have this, like, yeah, like, this closing down of small retail ventures or whatever. And actually the same thing on the plateau where I was today. That used to be, well, it's hard for you to imagine, but this big open space right next to the funicular building used to be a whole market, you know, with like stalls and everything. And it's completely empty. There's nothing. I can see that there were like sort of concrete like square areas that like make sense that there was stuff on it. 
but there's just like complete openness. So what you're saying is the Russian government is anti-small business. Yes. No, the, they're anti just like they have like rules about that. You can't just like sell shit on the street. Unlike our, well, that you could at one point, as our market episode told people. I'm, I'm curious about the question I asked earlier, which is like, what is, who are the terrorists? And like, does there seem to be a, a, some sort of like Crimean identity that's separate from Russian identity? Oh, okay. Like, do, um, do, does anybody refer to like the Russians or anything like that? Um, I haven't heard, who would refer to the Russians, like locals? Yeah, yeah. No, but okay, so like, it used to be that a lot of Ukrainians came to Crimea and vacationed, right? The whole yeah. country of Ukraine, from different parts of Ukraine. So like Western Ukrainians too, right? Pre-war, yeah. Pre-war, all of Ukraine. Like, for example, somebody I know who lives here full-time, who's had like an apartment here since the 90s, they would always, always, always rent out their apartment to people every season, and there was always demand for it. Okay. When I say always, I mean not the 90s because during the 90s it was rough here and there, it wasn't comfortable here. Like a lot of times it wasn't water or electricity or like basic things like that. Um, mm-hmm. So no one was like vacationing here really or not a lot of people were in the 90s. But in the 2000s, like under Ukraine, uh, this person would rent their apartment out and there's always demand for it and they rented generally to Ukrainians. Was Crimea marketed to anybody outside of the like post-Soviet bloc? When in the two thousands? Yeah, yeah. Like we're like fucking I don't know, Italians or any of the, or like Turkish people going to Crimea. Was that a thing at all? Like was Crimea I don't ever know. S- No. So but like I'm just trying to understand, like, was Crimea ever really actually that nice post Soviet era? Like it just seems I guess things can dilapidate quickly in four years, but like What what are you trying to get at? Are you trying to say like it's not it was never nice or you're trying to say that I'm not really trying to get at anything. I'm just trying to understand who goes there. Like, who's there now? People, okay. So, okay, who goes to Crimea? I think that most of the rest of the world didn't really, like, have that much time probably to come to Crimea. I think it's been, like, a Soviet and then post-Soviet state thing. Yeah, like, your instinct about that. But that doesn't mean it's not nice, you know? No, it doesn't mean it's not nice, but I wonder, like, like, people outside of Russia or outside of the Soviet Union were traveling to the Soviet Union in Russia. And I'm just trying to understand if that was, if it was, if Crimea was ever a tourist destination. Yeah, I mean, Yalta. Yalta is like a famous okay. city. Okay. Yeah. Even if we don't get into the 90s, there's a difference between, what I'm getting is there's a difference between the pre annexation and the post annexation tourism. And I've heard that from other people, but like now I sort of have more concrete examples of that, like the small business thing. So right now, for example, it's the peak season. It's like late July. And in earlier years, in this seaside town, and probably like a lot of seaside towns similarly, um, it's not that far from Yalta, et cetera, but whatever, they would, you would like, there wouldn't be any space. There wouldn't be like um, open rooms and hotels and stuff. You know, you'd have to like plan ahead. So yeah, there's, there's fewer people here, that's for one. Maybe there was a presumption, or maybe not, but like there was a thing that at one point, oh, like Crimea will become Russia again, and then the Russians will just like take up their old role, or like Crimea will return to its former glo- glory as like an ideal s- Soviet vacation spot, but that hasn't actually happened. Like Russians aren't coming in as large numbers as Ukrainians were. No, and Russians were coming before when it was when it was under Ukraine. You know, like so. Why aren't people going now? You think because people it's more are going expensive? It's tainted. 
No. Um, you think uh, it's well, solely because it's more expensive? No, I think it's also because it's tainted. So there's, I think there's, yeah, I think there's two reasons. I think there's, there's a, there's a number of people, but I don't think it's that big a number, who are like politically opposed to going. But I, you know, I've heard that amongst my friends. Like, I'm not going to go. Yeah, like as a statement. But I think for a lot of people, it's like, why the fuck would I go to Crimea when it's just a lot of things are just as expensive as they are in St. Petersburg, when I can go to Egypt or parts of Turkey and it's going to be cheaper, you know? Yeah, yeah. But that wasn't always the case is what I'm saying. So that's been, I think, like that is like an economic fuck up. But yeah, like whatever the annexation of Crimea was trying to do, at least like in this town, it's definitely like the inverse of some kind of whatever, like flourishing russian development or something or like and also and there's another thing that like that's not that's just a theory but it's also possible that the russians that are coming here now are like not the same russians that were coming before but are like people who are kind of maybe from farther away from i don't know just like the motherland of russia why do you think that who let me finish who are like more sort of patriotically charged and there's a there's a like phrase in Russian, Krimnash, it's like, Crimea's ours now. Okay. That's the phrase that everyone who was an idiot started saying after the annexation. And that, like, phrase represents, like, a type of patriotism or an attitude towards um, the country, including Crimea. And it's possible that people who didn't regularly go to Crimea are like, fuck yeah, now it's ours. Like, let's go and spend, you know, a bunch of money doing that. And I got that feeling when we were at, at this, like, plateau today. They were just, like, sort of yeah but i but that any sort of tourist attraction like that that makes sense that makes sense but like again this was not just my theory this was something that the local was saying was like felt different and also people were just behaving like there was like litter and stuff you know it was just like Mm. and, and i wouldn't know that that was a contrast but apparently that wasn't always there before so there's like on the one hand there's this sort of like oh russia like there's this overall tint of like Russia annexation has made the place sort of, like, worse overall. But then there's the fact that Crimea was part of Ukraine in the 90s and, and shit was really bad then. And that doesn't, like, go with the whole theory. It's not like, just, like, it's not like, you, it's not like Ukraine, Ukraine always good, good. Russia bad. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, like, it's not like Ukrainians can't come here. That's the other thing. But it would be kind of understandable why they wouldn't want to. Well, you mean, like, on a patriotic level? It's not even, like, it's not even necessarily patriotic. It, like, almost might, uh, just, like, I'm trying to imagine if some other country, like, just took something of America's and then it was like, oh, but you still want to come hang out here, right? I'd be like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> you know? I mean, it's not, like, that. it's hard, it's, you can't, what other country? You have to, like, it, it really matters, like that, and we've talked about. I mean, this we don't we don't have an analog, obviously. But we don't have an analog, but it's really not. I mean, like I can, I just understand intuitively, like why people might not want to go to Crimea in, anymore, even if they're not like super patriotic. They could just be like, that felt bad to me at the time. Like that felt fucked yeah. up and wrong, yeah. and I don't like want to go hang out there now. Yeah, like it. The whole thing is kind of fucked up. I don't know if we said that on the Crimea episode. I don't. I think it's a yeah, I think we did. I don't. I don't disagree. I mean, I think like it's, but at the same time, I think it's like one of those things where it's fucked up from like a geopolitical sort of point of view because you can't. You just sort of like wait. You can't just do that. But then there's the, remember we talked about this. There's the whole like populace, like the population being like, but we want to be part of Russia, and that sort of being like, well, it doesn't really matter if everyone 
it doesn't matter what people want. Like, you don't, you're not allowed to do that. Like, there's international laws. The people in the place should be able to, like, self-determine what country they're part of or whatever. But also at the same time, like, the country who owns that territory should also be able to have at least some control over it, depending on the context, especially. And in this context, it doesn't seem too, like... It, it's not like Crimea is some far-off, like, island country where the people have been, like, subjugated for years. It's like Ukraine versus Russia, just, like, whatever. Plus the Crimean Tartars, which is also... Plus the important. Crimean Tartars, but the Crimean Tartars aren't the one that were, like, leading the charge to become part of Russia. No, but they were the... They also, like have their own problems and were you remember this story right they were um like mass exodus what is that called evacuated oh, oh, that's in right. 1944 to where again to ukraine to the urals and central asia mm. yeah yeah it's worked up um wait i want to say something on the beach of the sanatorium they have what's called Wait, solarium? What's the place where you get, like, a tan? A solarium? Solarium is, like, a sunroom. Yeah, but that's, like, where you go and get a tan. Okay. What's the thing that people would go, like, a tanning bed, right? A tanning bed? Yeah. A tanning salon. I think that in... Oh, that's making more sense now. I think that, like, Russians just say solarium for that as well. So... We get to the beach of the, like, sanatorium, wait, (laughs) sanatorium, not solarium. Too much Latin, confusing. And apparently, like, on the beach, there's this thing called an aero solarium. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, you're getting a tan from the air? And it just means that it's open air, and there's, like, it's just the beach with this basically, like, flat roof made of, like, slats of wood. And, like... As Luke explained to me, though, I don't understand how this works at all. People lie underneath that roof thing that's on the beach, just, like, as though they're on the beach in the open air. It's just a roof. It doesn't have walls. It doesn't have walls. It just has, like, you know, whatever, holding it up, like, poles or whatever holding it up. Right, right, right. Um, and it has, like, the wood slats are angled in such a way that, that like, if you – that basically you, you can spend multiple hours there, like, the whole day or something – and like you're you become like evenly tanned in a way that's like <laughs> supposedly less harmful or something than if you were just to <laughs> than if you were just to bake um in the, oh, in the sun. Yeah. And I get the the part about not baking in the sun, but I'm just like imagining like one stripe and then another stripe and I'm just like, how does that work? Like like I saw people lying under it and they were just like in the shade and I was like you're not tanning are the slides small enough and close enough together that like you're getting a tiny strip of sun like every millimeter on your leg is that possible I mean I guess so I'm looking at pictures of aero solariums and like they look like you know the angles look very scientific (laughs) there's like diagrams and stuff of how it's done um how it's supposed to be built but the thing that I saw it was this big flat roof. Like I'm seeing these ones that are like mini sized. And the thing that I saw was this like big one with a lot of people under it and they were basically in the shade. But wait, I this yeah. No, it's just like straight up slats and people are getting like one pe- like a shaft of sunlight on them. It's like that's crazy. It's dumb. <laughs> oh my god, this is, oh my god, and this is such a cute little Soviet juicy thing. On the um during the Soviet era, but also up until up until, I guess, the annexation, this tradition continued where, like, on the beach, there would be, like, a chalkboard on one of, like, the, you know, buildings or whatever where there's t- 
bathrooms or something. And someone would write the temperature of the water every hour on the chalkboard. Whoa. Yeah, and a, like, loudspeaker announces, like, actually, the loudspeakers still have when they heard it, like, announces, maybe it's not every hour, but they're like, like, the temperature of the water is like this, this, this. Like, <laughs> it's advised to not spend more than, whatever, two hours in direct sunlight. Please, like, make sure your children are also, like, protected or something like that. It's like this real Soviet remnant. That's the episode. Thank you for listening. If you want to support Lily going on vacation to Crimea more often, go become a patron at patreon.com slash she's in Russia. Follow us on Telegram and Twitter at She's in Russia. Sign up for our monthly image-based newsletter at She's in Russia.com. It's coming out this week, I believe. If you have any questions about Russia or anything of the sort, give us a call at plus one three four seven two nine two seven one two six or at She's in Russia on Skype. And we will see you next week.